0: Hello and welcome to the Pack Mag Parents Podcast, your place to laugh and learn. Everything we do is to make the lives of everyday parents easier. Without further ado, let's welcome our hostess with the most, Bree James.
1: Well, hello and welcome to the PacMag Parents Podcast. I'm Bree James and on today's episode, we are chatting to Dr. Rosina McAlpine about the new age problem of managing screen time in our homes. I don't know about you, but it is such a challenge knowing how much screen time we should be giving our kids, if any at all. Uh, So we're going to get right into the bottom of that with Dr. Rosina Uh, and make sure you stay tuned for the weird, the wacky and the wonderful world of parenting segment as we have a very strange keepsake to celebrate the birth of your child, and it's made entirely by you. I'll let you think about that one. And I don't want you to miss this week's tip, as I have just the thing to keep your cookies fresher for longer, and it's sitting in your kitchen right now. All right, well, let's get into today's show. So keeping our children to a short amount of screen time daily can be difficult, especially during today's circumstances. But how detrimental is it to our children and how can we reduce this time without turning their world, their digital world that is as well, upside down? So today I chat to Dr. Rosina McAlpine. I love her. She's amazing. Uh, she is a parenting expert, author, speaker and award-winning educator about the steps we can take to help monitor our children's screen time efficiently. Let's get her on Zoom. <laughs>
0: It's time to get to class.
1: Let's get straight into it with our parenting expert, CEO and creator of the Win Win parenting program. Dr. Rosina McAlpine, let's get her online. How are you? Hello, hello. Great to have you back again this week with us. So we're talking about technology now. When I was little, all those decades ago, uh, my parents didn't really have to worry about it, or you know, worry about it being overused. I guess my my sister, she used to play the Seager I think it was, was or the Atari or something like that. Um, but you know, that was about it. You had the phone, and you walked. You couldn't go as far as the the line would let you. You get it all tangled up around all the furniture, and that was about it. <laughs> so, and he, but now, the
2: phone. I
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you know, we didn't have internet to worry about or anything like that. I think it was in the late 90s that we had the internet, the dial-up. But um, I guess now as parents, it's really new territory. And, you know, we get a lot of judgment as well from our parents because obviously they have this negative view of technology. But, you know, we're a tech tech generation um when we've got no reference points on how to manage this correctly because it's all brand new for us so can you help us what do we do and why is it important that we manage screen time in our homes
2: look i i think you made a really good point and that is that you know it's here to stay we all have to be tech savvy today to survive and our kids especially but i think what's happened is that as you said parents didn't grow up with tech so we're not We don't really understand what's going on in terms of how does it affect our children's brains? You know, how long should they be on tech? And that's what I'm going to solve for you tonight. (laughs) That's what we can talk about.
1: Oh, I can't wait because it it is, you know, it is difficult as a parent. You you judge yourself and you're judged by other people in your family and things like that. Because what are some of the things we're going to talk about tonight just let everyone know? Okay,
2: so I think the most important thing we need to know is what are the, the guidelines? Obviously, if we know what the guidelines are for safe use, uh, we're in a much better position to make decisions for our family. Secondly, I think it's all about balance and also understanding the current environment has put everything out of balance. So tonight, uh, one of the things you know you and I talked about just before we started was We're we're going live all over Australia. So different states have got different stages at the moment. Some some states have got kids going back to school. So there's no more homeschooling. Some have still got the homeschooling. Some have got a transition of a couple of days at school and some homeschooling. So we're just going to talk around all of those situations, how you can, number one, know what the guidelines are, number two, reduce those screen fights. Number three, I'm going to go through what are all the harms and then how do you overcome them? So each slide will say these are the potential harms and this is how you avoid them or overcome them. And finally, just as a family working out what is the right amount of screen time, not only amount but what kind of screen time is good for your family. So that's what we're going to cram into this
1: 20 minutes. <laughs> I love it. Now I think my live video started um, a little bit uh later than my first introduction. So if you're just joining us live now, um, basically we've got Dr. Rosina McAlpine on tonight uh, and Matt Hale coming on a little bit later. You can watch it anytime now on Facebook or head to the Pack Academy section of pacmag.com.au uh, to see last week's show and to catch up on what we're talking about tonight. But uh, Dr. Rosina is helping us with g- getting this screen time because I was just saying, you know, it wasn't really a thing when I was growing up. Uh, We didn't have to worry about its use or overuse and I think it's such a a worry for us as parents now as to how we monitor and deal with this situation Uh, because we get a lot of judgment you know from ourselves but from other parents and our our parents judging us for letting our kids be on devices and so yeah we're going to discuss heaps of stuff. So you were talking about safe limits. What are they? Um, What should we be putting limit-wise around with the children?
2: So I'm just going to go through, first of all, the outline. So the outline is, this is what we're going to talk about. We'll set the scene. We're going to talk about what is screen time so that you include it all so that we know exactly what we're talking about. We'll talk about the guidelines. We'll talk about the known harms. But every time I talk about a harm, I'll talk about the strategies to avoid it. And then finally, we'll talk about how do I find the right screen time for my family? So the first thing I'm going to do is set the scene. Now, let's face it, it's not going to be easy. So, I don't want by any means for you to think that after this 20 minutes, you're going to have all the answers and you're going to sort your own home out. No, we know. Um, Many of us are working parents. So, we are going to at sometimes need that screen time to keep our children entertained while we're doing our work. Um, When it comes to gaming, we know how addictive it is and how much our teens really. Uh, want to be on games. We also know our teenagers love social media, so let's face it. it's not going to be easy getting them off. Now, as I said earlier, everyone's at different stages and some of you may have just completed the homeschooling, some might be still doing the homeschooling, some might be doing a bit of homeschooling and school schooling. So, um, we know that this time there's been so much more technology with kids than we've ever experienced having to have schooling at home. Uh, if you had little ones at home and it wasn't homeschooling, but you're like, Oh, Dora the Explorer keeps them busy for at least 30 minutes or, you know, Peppa Pig for 15 minutes. so I can get an email done. So obviously, you know, in this period of self-isolation, I know we've watched more movies as well online, had more movie nights. So, we have had a change in how much screen time we've got. So most importantly right now, what I want to suggest is that we're easy on ourselves because we had a, a life, we then changed that life completely and now we're trying to resume the life we had before, but not, you know, nothing's going to be the same again. So just be easy on yourself until you figure out the new normal. Now, I get it. You've probably had way more screen time than you've wanted and you might now be saying, all right, so I've had a lot more educational screen time. How do I limit that recreational or non-necessary screen time? So I, I'm i a pretty straight talker and I'm going to talk to the most important point that I think uh, we need to talk about. And this is this is a little bit controversial because a lot of parents say to me, I believe you've just said that because you've taken away my only leverage. So, warning, I'm just about to take away your only leverage if you choose, if you choose to follow. So, um, one of the things that win win parenting is all about is not actually telling parents what to do. All it is is explaining situations, research, ideas, so that you can say, hmm. Yeah, I didn't think about that before. So that's a really good idea. So the first thing, I'm going to ask the question and you're all going to take a gasping breath because I know many people do this. Do you use screen time as a bribe, as a punishment, as a babysitter, as a reward? And all of us are going to put two hands up, right? And say it various times we've done it. So now I want to say, what are the dangers of doing that? Now, the dangers of using screen time as a punishment or a reward is, you know, if you empty the dishwasher, then you'll get extra time. If you don't do your homework, you're, I'm going to take screen time away till you're 18. Like, you you know what it's like. But if you do that, let me just say, first of all, they don't like us when we do that. The kids think we're the fun police, that we only do it because we want to hurt them. We know full well that we're doling out, you know, rewards and punishments. And so the question is, do we want to do that? Do we want our kids to think that we are using technology as a bribe, like a reward or a punishment just to get them to behave in a certain way? That's a question I just want to leave with you. If you think, "Mm, I don't really want my kids just to do it because they're going to get extra tech time or I don't want them not to do it because they're going to get punished, I actually want them to do it because it's the right thing to do. So what can we do instead? Well, this is what you do instead. If we explain to our children, my job as a parent is to love and care for you and I like to add and have a bit of fun (laughs) with you too. I think it's important not to forget the fun bit. It's our job to keep our kids safe and it's our job to teach them life skills. Now, if you, for example, liken screen time to when your toddler was tiny, you didn't just say, figure out the road, darling, it'll be fine. You'll be fine. Hopefully you'll dodge the cars. No, we never do that. We grab our toddler's hand. We stop at the side of the road. We might sing them the song. We show them left and right. And we do that because we love and care for them. We wanna keep them safe and we wanna teach them how to be safe in the world. And we need to think the same strategies. If we discipline and punish our kids with technology, we take away the opportunity to say, the only reason why I limit your screen time is because it's the same reason I didn't let you run on the road when you were two. Until you can look after yourself, I need to look after you. That is my job as a parent. My job's to teach you how to be safe in the world. And until you can do that, that's why we have screen time controls. That's why we have, you know, um, age restrictions on technology. That's why I hold your hand till you can learn how to do it by yourself. So if you want to change the strategy from discipline and punishment or rewards to empathy and education, which is what we're talking about now, it's time to say to the kids, look, we used to use, technology as a reward and a punishment and that's not to say you won't have consequences don't get me wrong if your children misuse technology if you can't trust them with them that's not punishment that's just consequences and trying to keep them safe so you go hey you said you were going to get off after half an hour you didn't parental controls rule until you can do it yourself so there's a big difference between punishing rewarding and natural consequences of keeping kids safe right so help them understand the government guidelines, help them understand the many harms and how to self-regulate. That's really what we want to do. Just keep remembering holding that child hand before they cross the road. Now you don't need to hold your children's hands when it comes to technology until you don't need to anymore, until they can self-regulate. So that's the most difficult part of tonight. Over. <laughs> that's something for you to think about. If you want to keep screen time rewards and punishment, you knock yourself out. That's what you do. It's your family. It's your life. You do what you need to do. I'm just suggesting you think about it because long-term consequences of it. Okay, what is screen time? TV, electronic games, DVDs, phones, tablets, computers. If it's got a screen, it's screen time, okay? So include everything. Don't just include, you know, some of it. So what are the government guidelines? Now, the government guidelines up until very recently were 0-2, zero screen time. And that's pretty much all over the world. But recently, in both the US and in Australia, they've added uh, some small amount of screen time at 18 months. Now, I just want to say one thing about that. This is not based on research. This is not, oh, yes, we did a lot of screen time with 18-month-old and it's no problem. Hasn't affected their brain. Actually, it's been terrific. No worries. That is not where these guidelines come from. They've just simply said it's really hard. It's really hard to control screen time, so maybe a little bit at 18 months is fine. That's like saying it's really hard not to let the kids run on the road a little bit of running on the road will be all right. So I just think, I want you to be really clear, this is not based on sound research that says, yes, it's a very good thing to let your children be on tech by 18 months. So just be careful when you see this stuff. Okay, now, not to two is zero. I'm gonna keep the not to two. There is good reason for that. Two to five years, up to about one hour a day, five to seven years, up to two hours a day. And the research also shows that you know, I've got the word specifically up to because the research shows that um, lower lower levels, like none or fifteen minutes or thirty minutes, is better than an hour. So they say lower amounts actually give you better outcomes. So that's just something to think about. So this is where you say to the kids, "It's not me, children. I'm not trying to limit your screen time. The government is." <laughs> researchers it's the government don't look at me if i thought it was good you know if it was good i would give it to you it's not the government says don't do this so i have given you a link here to the government guidelines now why why is not to two years not a good time to allow children first of all their brains you know you know how you hear in those early years not to five not to seven years are those foundation years where Children go from doing nothing when they're born to, you know, pretty much, let's, well, poop a lot, eat a lot, sleep a lot, that's about it. But they go from that to speaking, running, writing, learning, you know, saying no. All those things that we love about kids as they grow, um, their brain is forming. And if you look at these two experiences, the top image here is our son when he was a little toddler at preschool and he was looking at some chickens and I remember he was looking at them and they're looking at him and they're interacting and he's banging on the glass and they're going away. Then they're coming back and look at this other baby looking at a two dimensional chicken. Now, my son got a real experience. His brain was coding what a chicken looks like, a real chicken. And it wasn't a chicken going, chicken, 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 like you know, it can happen on screen time, right? You know, see, 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 see. You know, this is really, 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 really good that really, you know, overstimulates brains. A chicken can only be a chicken, right? So we have to be really careful when what our children are watching when they're not to two because their brains are forming they're learning, and most importantly, if they're watching screens, they're not interacting with humans, and we know that that face mapping, that talking, that smiling, that connection is a huge part of developing the right connections for life, for children. It also has harms for eye health, so there's lots of reasons why we don't want our little to have too much screen time.
1: This podcast is proudly brought to you by Good Start Early Learning. Good Start can nurture your little one right from the nursery through to kindergarten with the choices of a nine-hour, ten-hour or all-day session. Visit goodstart.org.au and inquire today.
2: But I know, I know, I know. It's really hard when you've got an older child and a younger child. I get it, I get it. So I'm not... I said right at the beginning, it's not easy. <laughs> I'm not pretending it's easy. Just do the best you can. Now, we also know, and this is absolutely strong findings in the research, that if we have excessive screen time in those early years, there can be language delays, social delays, changed brain structure, attention problems, and school problems. Okay, so There's your risk. Lots of screen time as little ones and then having all of these challenges afterwards. There's clear research on inappropriate and excessive screen time at the early years. So basically what they suggest is that you limit screen time more to do with uh, social interactions like, hi, granny. I really miss you, granny. It's so good to see you or connecting online with people, you know, chats with families and friends. That's the main thing you should be worried about with your really little ones. Now, when it comes to older ones, they say two to five years, one hour, up to one hour a day, five to 17, up to two hours a day. Now, I just want you to hear the words a day, per day. If you do something every single day, what happens? It becomes a habit. You get very good at it, right? If you practice something every day. So again, I'm going to put a question in there should we allow our kids to have screen time every single day, especially if we know how addictive it is? And we do just get yourself onto Facebook or Twitter or whatever kind of social media, Insta, whatever it is you do. Um, And if you've got people at home, like adults at home that love to game um, and try and get yourself off and you're an adult, imagine for kids that don't have that self-regulation. So, um, Maybe think about screen time one day and no screen time next day or screen time on the weekends and no screen time during the week, wherever possible when we talk about recreational screen time. So as I said, the guidelines show that lower levels are associated with lower levels of risk. All right, so let's go into the harms. The first harm, again, this is all research-based. So I haven't pulled this out of the ether. This is all based on sound research across the globe. Uh, We absolutely know that children who spend more time on sedentary sitting behaviour have reduced physical fitness, poor eating habits and increased chance of obesity. So what's the strategy? Get them up off their bottoms and get them outside playing. So the more you can get them outside playing, or obviously if, if the weather doesn't allow, inside movement. Get on a video, um, a a yoga app, do something to get the kids moving. Even um, gaming where, like like the fitness games that you can play where you're actually standing and doing things, obviously, are better. The next set of known harms are, first of all, we know that kids are presenting with damaged hearing, particularly at teenagers. If you're walking past a teenager with, you know, earbuds in and, uh, you can hear the music, no, it's too loud, right? We're all, you know, driving past the car is doof, 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 music going on, right? So know that the kids are damaging their ears, um, especially with your little ones. Make sure, you know, that, that they haven't got the, the damaging for the ears. Now, look at the posture of this little girl and look at the posture of your children. Take a moment tomorrow when you see your kids and just see whether they're sitting up straight playing you know their games or whether they're doing this thing you know, and what you'll find is they're not sitting up straight. Do you remember when you were a kid sit up straight, sit up tall, sit up straight, sit up tall Our kids don't have any of that they're all hunched over, and you know we know that they 've got muscular skeletal issues they've got curvatures of spine they 've got all sorts of issues going on. We know that there's more short-sightedness, and of course don't forget the electromagnetic radiation that's going on as well so What are the strategies to limit that? First, always the speaker function on the um, mobile phone so that they're not actually got it near their ear. Volume limiting headphones for your kids. So in other words, that it can't go over the safe decibels. There's just not a possibility for it. So they can crank it however much they want, but they're not going to harm their ears. Now... I'm pretty much sure that most people have heard not to put a phone next to a child's head. And we know that for ourselves, right? Put the speaker function on so you're not sticking it. Have you noticed how hot it gets, that you get a bit of a headache, all sorts of stuff going on, right? So it's the same thing with putting a laptop in a lap, a computer or a tablet or a phone in a child's lap. What's in their lap are their genitals and their reproductive organs. So we want to make sure we protect those. We want to protect that egg and that sperm. We want to protect them. So always screens on a table, no laptops in laps, no phones in laps, no games in laps. See this little girl, how she's got it in her lap? No, no. See how close her face is? No, no. See this little girl? Table, hand under the chin, makes you sit up tall and gets your face away. So whenever your kids are you know, looking at screens or whatever, say, hand under chin, hand under chin, and then they're gonna, cause they're gonna have to lift up to be able to do that. So, you know, get those hands under the chin. Now, are your kids playing violent video games? If the answer is yes, I'd like you to listen to this. Scientific research has demonstrated an association between violent video game use and both increases in aggressive behavior aggressive effect, aggressive cognitions, decreases in pro-social behaviour, empathy and moral engagement. Now, if you want to know what that means in basic terms, in basic English, that's the American Psychological Association it's saying. There's a link between kids who play violent video games and kids who are violent, have violent thoughts, have violent emotions and have lost the sense of being able to be pro-social, in other words, social in a way where you don't hurt people, where you do have empathy for them, and moral engagement, because they've played all these violent games that say that's okay, they can be amoral. So, you know, if if you're still doubting it, look at these words, the link between violent video game exposure and aggressive behaviour is one of the most studied and best established so make no two bones about it. I don't even know if that's the right words you should choose, but pay heed. <laughs> um, watch if your kids are under 18 and they're playing violent video games, you might find that they look like this. Have you noticed that kids, even that are not playing violent video games, when they come off, they are aggressive. They have mood swings. All of those things are happening now. If you don't want them to practice that, if you don't want them to continue to wire their brains and get really good at that, we have to put a break in there. So we know that, you know, sometimes kids get off video games and start smacking their siblings around or yelling at their siblings or being aggressive to their parents. Um, We know that it can also result in obsession and addiction where they're lying to their parents, getting up in the middle of the night, you know, and, and, and gaming So be very, very careful. So what are the strategies? All right, remember, we always go problem, strategy, problem, strategy. So here we go, strategies. First thing is check game ratings. Second, watch the game with your child. And if you don't want your child to be doing what they're doing in the game in life, maybe they shouldn't be doing it in the game. Remember, they're wiring their brain to do it. They're practicing and practicing and practicing to shoot, to steal, to hurt others. They're practicing it in their brain. If you don't want them to emulate that behavior, maybe think about some other games for them. Really support your child's self-awareness. Talk to them what happens before they start screens and what happens at the end of screens. Sit down with them and watch TEDx talks. There's amazing TEDx talks. If you just Google TEDx screen addiction, you'll see some amazing talks. Sit down with them and say, look, I know with our son, We've watched them, <clears throat> and then he goes really good. You know, he's yep, yep, mum, no worries. And then he starts going, oh. I'm like, I think it's time for the TEDx talk again. And he's like, oh no, 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 it's good, it's good. I, I got it, I got it, mum. I'm, I'm, I'm back. So do whatever you can do to help them, but you may need professional help if it's already gone too far and you can't get them off, and it is, you know, challenging. See if you can get some professional help. Start with your doctor, and then um, maybe get a referral. So we know. What do we know? These are the known harms. Poor sleep, tiredness and moodiness and lack of focus. We know that. I mean, you don't need the research, do you? Anyone who's got a kid on technology doesn't need the research to know that. So if you've got kids going into the night like this, screens off 90 minutes before bed so that they can sleep, the melatonin forms, Dim the screens at night so that they haven't got that bright light if they're teenagers and have to do homework. Turn the Wi-Fi off at night with a code that they cannot crack. I know they're clever, but try not to crack the code. And a technology station, charging station for everyone. So we're coming to the end and, and I'm, you know, pretty much got a couple minutes left. But the thing I really want you to know is this. The researchers who are at the cutting edge of this research are telling us that it's a social experiment. Technology has developed faster than the research on it. We already know. Physical, psychological and social wellbeing harms. We know it, we've seen it. You know, we don't even have to be researchers to know it. The research can't keep up with the changes. Like, we don't know what impact this is gonna have on, you know, the next generation. So err on the side of caution. to where to start well first of all be a good role model you can't be going get off screens while you're you know, (laughs) locked on the screen um be patient take your time don't you know you don't have to hurry one of the best things to do is to have a screen audit everybody together right and not just the kids screen time but your screen time and then work out what we should be doing, when we should be doing, with whom we should be doing, and how it's impacting your child. Set those limits in the guidelines, but remember, less is better, and if you don't want it to be a habit, don't do it every day, maybe every second day. And there are great ways to claw back technology. Number one, maybe nose technology before school's completed, before outside play, maybe before 4 p.m., None in the bedroom. You absolutely don't want screens in your bedroom for many, many reasons. None at mealtime. You don't want to be mindlessly eating. You want to be eating pre- with presence. Maybe have educational through the week and recreational on the weekend. I was running this webinar for a group of um, parents who were working at home and when this screen came up, someone typed, my son just walked past this screen and said, don't listen to her, Mum. Don't listen to her. She's not right. (laughs) So basically it's all about finding balance for your home. I hope that's been helpful. (laughs)
1: Oh, I love it I absolutely love it and it's it's so true it's such a hard thing for us parents to manage this whole screen time but I think you've you've uh, definitely given a lot of us a bit of an education tonight'm I'm, I'm also very passionate about the devices not to be putting them in laps and um, the Wi-Fi off at night because it's so easy to not realize that this device has so much power um, you know, we've got to be so careful because we don't know uh, the damage it could be to doing to our children's private areas. Um, so, and, you know, I've seen my best friends throwing the bra on the phone. I'm like, stop doing that. It's not really, it's terrible. So, um, so if you're watching tonight, we're nagging on you tonight. No more bras and phones. Well, either phones way. Phones bras. Oh, gosh. No
2: problem.
1: Either way, no more. <laughs> None cam- of it. <laughs> None of it. Exactly. Exactly. Wow, what an incredible session. I've really enjoyed all of your amazing insights tonight. And yeah, I think we've all had a child that's had a meltdown after we've taken technology off them. So, you know, we, it is so easy to numb, I guess, and not and you know not know what's age appropriate these days. And, you know, so many of us are watching videos that our children should be watching. And uh, we've probably, I mean, it's been hard, I guess, during uh, this, this lockdown period. Um, but, you know, we all know that we need to start limiting that technology. And
2: Yeah, look, I just want to say yeah. one more thing. Look, you know, you're going to read lots of reports that are going to say, oh, technology's fine. There's no problems with screen time. Just look at the source. Who said that? Was it an academic journal where they've done a double blind study and looked at thousands of kids over time? Or was it some mum or auntie or uncle who went, well, I did it with my kids and they play violent video games and they're as gentle as a lamb. And that might be true. That absolutely might be true. So make sure you look at your sources. You know, is it a you know newspaper or a, a reporter who may not have looked at the research? I'm telling you now, there are lots of dangers. There are lots of benefits too. Just keep it safe. That's all. Have a good balance. Get the knowledge, yeah. get the understanding. And be gentle on yourself. You don't have to do this, you know, after today, you don't go, right, that's it, kids. <laughs> no technology now. No, it's not that. Just claw it back at dinner time. Claw it back at, you know, claw the bits back before you,
1: yes. you know. Anyway, just an idea. I've had, a, I've had someone i've spoken to uh previously on one of the shows that said treat it like a diet you know and you can't yeah. just eat junk food all the time so there's good tech out there just have make healthy choices with your technology when you're going to have it and you know just have that junk every now and then but if you're just playing video games every single day um then obviously that's basically like eating that's junk food every single analogy. day so, and the
2: other one to remember is remember as a mum. As a dad, I hold your hand across the road till you can right now with tech until your brain is fully developed and you know how to make good choices. I'm going to hold your hand. That's what I'm going to do. I'm here to look after you. I'm not the fun police. I'm just here to protect you.
1: Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Rosina, for once again, sharing such useful and important information with all of us. Um, if parents want to find out more about you, they can obviously head to packmagcomau slash Dr. Rosina. She's got a very own special place on our website now. Um, but I know you've got some fantastic programs. So can you tell us a little bit more about uh, some of the and programs? And you've got that, that you
2: on the, the webpage, haven't you? Yeah. So at the moment, we've got a COVID-19 program, but it's not just for COVID-19. We did specialize it for or what happens when you've got kids on top of you 24-7. But really, um, you'd be able to find information about self-esteem, about communication, about getting on the same page with the other co-parent, you know, all sorts of information, especially if you are on top of each other, but at any other time. So it's an online program, 12, 10 modules. It's got videos, short videos, audios, like podcasts, handouts, and you can find out all the strategies just like I did today, very similar to what I did today. Tick, tick, tick. How, here's the problem. Here's the solution. Here's the problem. Here's the solution um, across lots and lots of topics.
1: Well, go and check it out. But thank you so, so much. Can't wait to have you back again at some point. Uh, but, yeah, it's been wonderful. So, yeah, take care. Thank you. You too.
0: The weird, the wacky and the wonderful in the world of parenting.
1: Forget diamond rings, ladies. It's all about breast milk pendants. A company called Indigo Willow creates beautiful jewelry from your breast milk. How nice. How yummy. Uh, They make necklaces and bracelets to rings and key charms. The options are endless. So it's described as a keepsake to remind you of the breastfeeding bond between you and your child, which sounds lovely until you realize it means wearing your breast milk on you for the rest of your life, which for many mums, it feels like it's going to be like that anyway. So the breast milk pendant, check that one out. Uh, And this one here is a door pinch guard. Having a toddler brings a lot of things, joy, laughs, tantrums and squished fingers indoors constantly. Every day it feels like sometimes. So somehow our little ones always find a door to jam their fingers in. Well, fear no more and get a step ahead of your toddler with door pinch guard. So these handy devices simply clip onto the side of your door, making it safe for any toddler to shut as the bumper stops the door from closing fully on their little tiny fingers. And this one, the last one today, is in Jerusalem. There are unique streetlight installations in the city that resemble large flowers. So these flowers unfold their petals when a person or car approaches, displaying beautiful petals, creating the perfect shade cover. How pretty is that? The blooming lanterns in Jerusalem. They sound so pretty.
0: If you're loving the Mag Parenting Podcast, then you'll love our other channels. Follow PacMag on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. It's time for Bree's Give It A Go Challenge.
1: For this week's challenge, I want you to be present. So recent research has found that almost half of our lives, we are thinking about something other than what we are doing. So it's time to put the phone down, it's time to put the book away, it's time to stop watching the TV when we're talking to our children and our loved ones, have dinner with no distractions, you know, sit there and talk to each other without any phones, no TV, no devices, no distractions whatsoever and we want you to be 100% present with conversations with your children, with those that you love and see how you go just for a week. Because our children won't stay young forever, so it's really important that we don't take for granted the special moments that we have each day with them. So give it a go. I want you to be 100% present as much as you can for a week. Pack Mag's tip of the week. Well, ladies, if you like me and you love a good boot, like leather boots, suede boots, fluffy boots, but you've had trouble with how to store them without them becoming creased. Well, it wasn't until I found out this handy tip. All you need is an old pool noodle. And a pair of scissors, simply cut up the noodle to the length of your boot and place it inside the boot so they're standing upright, and voila, you've made yourself your very own boot stand. You're welcome.
0: It's a wrap. What did we learn on today's show?
1: All right, what did we learn on today's show? We learnt heaps, as always, thanks to Dr. Rosina. So number one is be easy on yourself until you find a new normal. Whether you're homeschooling, working from home, or a little bit of both, it is important that we take time out. And find out what works and what doesn't. So this year there's been so much more technology with our kids than we've ever experienced. So don't be too hard on yourself if your children are having more screen time than usual. The second one was the dangers of using screen time as a punishment or a reward is not beneficial towards your children or us. So like Dr. Rosina said, you have to stop and ask yourself, do I want my children to think that technology is a bribe or a punishment just to get them to behave in a certain way? Uh, Because if we explain to our children that our job as a parent is to love them, have fun and keep them safe, they will begin to understand that the reason we're limiting their screen time isn't because we're the fun police or to hurt them, but because we want them to be safe. And until they are capable of taking care of themselves, we have to look after them and they need to understand that. Number three was when our children are zero to two years of age, we have to be very careful when it comes to screen time. The government guidelines are zero hours of screen time and this is important for our little ones. Screen time at such a young age can be so harmful to their brains as they are still forming and it can also create techno tantrums when they start to grow older. So not only are they putting their focus towards a screen, but they are also not interacting with the humans in the planet, so causing them social interaction to be impacted when they grow older. So it's really important that those age groups zero to two Have zero screen time if we can do that. Number four is the known harms that follow with excessive screen time are reduced physical fitness, which results in poor eating habits and increased chance of obesity. So, how can we reduce this, like Dr. Rosina said, which is get them off from the couch and outside moving, of course well that's the end of our show thank you so much dr rosina for being on the podcast today it was amazing to have your insights Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you remember any of the important links that we mentioned will be found in the show notes Uh, but a big thank you to everyone that's made the show possible Um, until next time happy parenting and don't forget to tell everybody you heard it on pac mag i'll see you later